It's going to be a quarterback run up the middle. At the 10, at the 5, Murray dies for the end zone. And he's in for the touchdown. Got to launch it. He does. Left side, into the end zone, jump ball, and... Oh, my goodness, it's caught. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. He caught it for a touchdown with one second left. I can't believe it. Give Johnson up the middle. Gets leveled in the backfield by J.J. Watt. A tackle for a loss for Watt. Third down and 14 to the 42. Kyler Murray delivers. Welcome into another edition of Cardinals Corner. My name is Eric Ruby. Alongside me, as always, the man with boots on the ground, your Cardinals reporter for ArizonaSports.com, the one and only Tyler Drake, who was there for draft coverage yesterday for the Cardinals who did not make a first-round selection. Tyler, how are you doing? You're joining me over the phone because you're a very busy man, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not only do we have day two of the draft, we've got uh, Marquise Brown uh, going to talk to us uh, a little bit later. And so, yeah, it's a busy day for sure. Uh, what a night, though. Yeah. Uh, no first rounder by the Cardinals. Instead, they uh, flip number 23 to get Marquise Hollywood Brown from the Ravens. And I mean, absolute home run, in my opinion. Instead of getting a first uh, uh, first round rookie unproven, they get a guy that you know, is, I mean, plain and simple, 1,000-yard receiver. Uh, and the best part about it, he's buddies with Kyler. I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think they could do any better than what they did with, uh, with that pick yesterday. Yeah, I think undeniable home run is a pretty good way to describe it. It, it was funny because obviously like a lot of the Valley, you know, I was watching the Suns game last night. Full transparency, Cardinals are picking 23rd. You know, I'll just figure out who they pick later, right? And so, I know that you were covering the game, Tyler. I'm not sure exactly how much you know this, like, lined up. But it it was a close game. And, you know, the Suns started to make a run. And then right afterwards, I started getting notifications of, oh, Marquise Brown to the Cardinals. And, look, I'll, I'll be honest, it's a little bit embarrassing. My first thought was, Marquise Brown? Like, did we miss a prospect? I was like, who is Marquise Brown? And then I go on Twitter and I see Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood. And I was like, wait, are you serious? Because like in my mind, the number 23 pick for Marquise Brown, like I didn't think that that was an option. Like I, no, that was no. not on the radar. And not only did they get Marquise Brown, who of course we are going to talk about and break down, but they got a third round pick too. Like that. That is insane value to the point where, like, it didn't register in my head. And, you know, we wanted to record last night, but, like, physically I was broken. Like, my brain wasn't working between the Suns and between this. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. It was just all so good. And now we're sitting here and our entire perspective of the offseason has completely shifted and changed, has it not? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and yeah, going back, I think that was huge get to get that extra pick as well. I mean, it could be a trade piece, who knows, but just a great, great, great addition on that. And yeah, you know, we were, uh, everybody in the media room, we were watching the Suns game on top of, you know, following the draft. And, and it was, uh, it was just a shocking uh, thing to just start seeing these trades pop up and seeing all these wide receivers go. And then all of a sudden, I, I don't know who said it, but somebody, somebody was reading off like, oh, wow, the, the Ravens are trading Marquise Brown to the Cardinals? And we all kind of looked at each other like, wait, what? And from there, it was just go time. I mean, I don't think we blinked 
till I don't think I, I still don't think that you've blinked, Tyler. I only hear your voice over the phone, but like I can, I can tell those eyes have not been closed in over twelve hours. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, you know, you know, we'll, we'll find we'll find we'll find time to sleep later. Yeah, you sleep is for the week. And uh, before we dive into, of course, you know, what does this mean? How does Hollywood Brown fit into the offense? How does what does this mean for the Kyler Murray contract situation? I think it's fair to give the people who made this move and who were behind this move a very sneaky one. And Hollywood Brown was in Arizona, so this had probably been in talks for a while. But let's hear what General Manager Steve Kime had to say about the newly acquired wide receiver. Surprise, surprise. Told you we'd stick to our board. We did. Got uh, got a guy that was 13th on our board coming out. After watching film him the last three years, he's probably a little low. But um, he is a guy that makes sense for a number of reasons. Number one, uh, two years of controlled costs. Uh, getting a dynamic receiver who's played inside-outside. Obviously, the chemistry with our quarterback and a guy who can be a dynamic vertical threat, which is something we were looking for, as well as I had a very strong feeling that the board was going to fall the way it did, and I'm awfully glad that we made this trade. And from the general manager to the head coach, here's the role that he imagines Marquise Brown filling. I thought last year when we had all those guys healthy, you know, Christian, A.J., Hop, Max was playing good. Rondell was kind of the um, come in and spell some of those guys, both backs. That's when we're at our best. So the more playmakers we can have, the better dynamic guy who can take the top off inside, outside. And, you know, I think he's just scratching the surface. Uh, like Steve said, we really feel like he fits what we do, played in a similar scheme in, in college there at OU with Lincoln. And uh, so it should be a, uh, a quick learning curve as well. So, Tyler, there you hear how they're going to use it. They've been having their eyes on Hollywood Brown for a while. Obviously, it doesn't hurt that he's an OU guy, just like Kyler. This is somebody that Kyler wanted. He texted Steve Kime flame emojis when it happened. Look, let's talk actual football, though. How does he fit in to this Cardinals offensive scheme? You just heard Cliff say he's going to fill that Christian Kirk role. I mean, I think he's going to do it maybe better than Christian Kirk. Yeah, yeah, you would imagine. I mean, the dude is basically, I, in my eyes, he's a number one receiver. I think that's that's safe to say. He showed that in Baltimore. Uh, yeah, like I said, coming off a 1,000-yard uh, receiving year. Definitely, uh, and, and you, the best thing about it is he can be used inside, outside. He's not just uh, stick him on the outside, stick him on the inside. Like He's going to get used a lot in a lot of different ways, and especially in Kingsbury's offense. So I think he could take that Christian Kirk role and expand on it and even make it better. I like I if he doesn't get a thousand yards this season, I would be very surprised just with the rapport he already has with Kyler Murray and the fact that he's just a dude that knows how to play the game. Oh, and um did we mention he'll be playing opposite of DeAndre Hopkins? Exactly. I mean that I mean right there. He DeAndre Hopkins elevates everybody around him. So if you throw in a guy of Marquise Brown's stature I mean, holy cow. We were talking about Allen Robinson being a guy that they needed to go get. This is, I mean, if I knew Marquise Brown was available, I mean, I think we would have been talking about this needed to be the deal they needed to go after. So, I it, I mean, just an absolute, I mean, I don't think you call it a home run. I think you call it a grand slam. Jeez, man. I mean, it's another kind trade. I mean, it's not a midseason one. It's not like a Zach Ertz midseason one. 
but man, just add this to the list. And look, I, I mean, I think I could speak for everybody when I, I was a little bit nervous about the 23rd overall pick. It's kind of silly saying it out loud now that it's passed, but like we didn't know what was going to happen. It did not seem like it had the best selection at the time, especially when we're talking offensive weapons because of that run of wide receivers earlier in the first round and only one quarterback selected in the first round as well. So all these position players, I'm like, oh my God, what's what's going to happen? What are they going to do? And like now I'm sitting here like, what can't they do? I don't want to over react but like you said Hollywood Brown's a number one like yeah is he a number one on like the best team in the NFL probably not but he's still a number one receiver in the league and look we've we've talked a lot this offseason about wide receiver options we talked a lot when AJ Green got signed this can't be the only thing that they do this can't be the only thing that they do if DeAndre Hopkins goes down again and they're relying on Rondale Moore and AJ Green this the season's over well that's not a concern anymore and DeAndre Hopkins, like I said, he's getting a little older, and you can't guarantee that these injury concerns aren't going to continue, but, I mean, you've got to be so much more confident now going forward. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, I mean, having that built in, basically, I'd call him a one and a half. Let's just call him a one and a half, because he's more than a two in my eyes. So, yeah, if, if Hopkins, God forbid, goes down again, they have their one that can step right in, and I feel like keeps that offense churning at the same pace that it was earlier on all right well we could sit here and talk about how how great of a move this is and we could probably do that for a very long time but let's talk schemes let's talk schematics let's talk about how he can be used how he can fit into this cliff kingsbury offense because yeah he'll fill that christian kirk role but you have to imagine that the way that this offense is shaping up he's going to be stepping into a lot of positions what are you most excited to see about hollywood brown on the field is it what he does himself or what he opens up for other weapons I think it's just going to be what he does. I think just seeing that ability to blow the top off of the whole entire secondary, really. I mean, you've got to think, like, now you've got a secondary that has to deal with both Hopkins and uh, Marquise Brown. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, you, you could even say the other guys, too, like a Rondell Moore with, with maybe uh, randomly getting mismatched with a linebacker or something. I mean, come on. That's, that's, a, that's a dream scenario. And now that's, that's even possible because – there is just so many people to guard. You got Zach Ertz that we haven't even talked about too. I mean, it's insane, man. It's it's really. I mean, this this the offensive weapons that Kyler has right now is unbelievable, and they might not be done. I mean, I think running back still a position they could go at. Absolutely, and that's definitely something I want to revisit when we talk about this this third round draft pick that they acquired in this trade at the end of the episode. Because I got a I got a name in mind that if they can snag with with a, one of their next picks, I'd be pretty elated. But I, I agree with you. I'm going to be focused most on what Hollywood Brown does because I mean the man's name is Hollywood Brown for a reason, people. And if for some reason you haven't seen any of his highlights or anything from college when he played with Kyler or from the NFL when he's played with Lamar Jackson, who's a pretty good comparison to Kyler. Uh, If we're just talking like quarterback to quarterback, play style to play style, they're not exactly the same, but I mean, he had success with a mobile quarterback who had, you know, weapons as legs and maybe he used him more than Kyler, but you know, he still worked with him and I I love to see what he does on the field. But to me, like, now everything shifts down, like you said. All the attention that was going to be on everybody, like a Rondale Moore, like an A.J. Green, it's different now. And that opens up so many possibilities to where you said, okay, Rondale Moore gets a mismatch, 
all the focus is going to be on DeAndre Hopkins, is going to be on Hollywood Brown, it'll probably be on Zach Ertz. You know how much that opens up the field for somebody like Rondale Moore, who likes going side to side, who likes just like using his speed, and Cliff wants to find new ways to utilize it, ta-da! Here's a bunch of new ways to utilize Rondale Moore because people are going to forget that he's on the field. And that's not yeah. that's not that's not his fault. Like that's not a bad thing. That's just an embarrassment of riches for the Kyler Murray led offense. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and if we really want to get into how the second half of that season ended last year, it went I mean, everybody on that team said it. Really, I mean, from the front office to head coach Cliff Kingsbury said, you know, the DeAndre Hopkins injury was a huge part of their downfall. Now they have a security blanket fail safe with Marquise Brown. That it's better than a security it, blanket, man. I don't even know yeah. what. It's just a, it's just a oh, okay, this it's guy went down. We're going to put a new guy in. So do you think it's a foregone conclusion that Hollywood Brown leads the team in, like, you know, numbers this next season? Because I, I think we can all agree that as of right now, Hopkins is probably the best player. I mean, maybe you disagree with that, but what we saw last season, a lot of those counting numbers for Hop went down. Is it kind of like a foregone conclusion to assume, okay, yards, uh, a, you know, targets, that's going to be a Hollywood Brown category that he leads in? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. I think I think we could say Hopkins. I'm going to say Hopkins with the touchdown totals, and then I would say Marquise with the receiving yards total. The receptions, that one, that one's up for. I think that one's either or. God, what a question, right? That's a good one. That's a good one. Because like before this, we were like, oh man, who who's going to step up, AJ Green or Rondale Moore? And I mean, no offense to those guys, but it's, they're just not on the same level. I'm like. Who knows, man? Maybe Rondell Moore turns out to be a lot more because he has a lot more, I mean, pun intended, space to work with out on the field and, and to do Rondale Moore things and not all the focus was on him. And we're not even mentioning, okay, guys like Antoine Wesley. I, I know that it was mentioned in the press conference, but like that wide receiver room, we talked about it last year being stacked and competitive. I mean, it should be even more this year because as good as Christian Kirk was, he went and he got a contract. Maybe he didn't deserve that big of a contract, but he definitely deserved a good one. And now you've got somebody who has done something that Christian Kirk never has. And that's in a thousand yard season. Just put in there. That's got to be like a rising tide lifts all boats type of thing. Like everybody around him is going to get better. Deandre Hopkins is going to be back and hungry because he saw what happened. I'm sure it frustrated the heck out of him to sit on the sidelines and just watch this offense crumble. But now he can look over to the side of him. He's got Hollywood Brown. I just like saying that name. Say it a couple times with me, Tyler. Hollywood Brown. Yeah, Hollywood Brown, man. Hollywood I mean, it Brown. rolls off the tongue. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking of all the puns, all of that, blah, blah, blah. But let's stop talking football, and let's talk what's the most important thing of this offseason, Tyler. You know what that is? What is that? Kyler Murray's contract situation. <laughs> yeah, you thought we'd escape it in this episode. Wrong. Wrong. It's always coming up. I mean, the Cardinals did pick up his fifth-year option. It's, it's par for the course. Uh, yep, you, as expected. You have to imagine now, like, things, things got to be going a little bit better. I mean, if you, if you had any worries about it being a rocky relationship between Cliff Kime and Kyler, this has to maybe smooth things over a bit, don't you think? Yeah, and I think just with the team in general, I think this was kind of the another, like we had on the last podcast, another olive branch kind of extended to Kyler. And I think it just signals 
you know, that there is going to be that contract extension coming after this draft drafts. I think, I think it's safe to say at this point, you're not going to go out there and get the dude's best friend to turn your back and and, and look the other way and say, yeah, we're not going to extend you. I mean, I, I think it's just a foregone conclusion at this point now that uh, Kyler's going to get locked up as soon as this draft or uh, soon after the draft wraps. So I think, uh, yeah, there, there's a, this has turned so 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 quickly into the into the green from the from way down in the red that it was earlier this off season. It really was just like a paradigm shift for the Arizona Cardinals. And if Kyler Murray still ends up not an Arizona Cardinal, and this still ends up being like, whoa, what the heck? Kyler's not happy. I mean, he was gone anyway, right? Like if this if this right here doesn't set things up for people to just focus on football and to just play and, you know, sign Kyler Murray's contract. He'll be happy to be here. He has all these weapons. He's trying to win. Eric Burkhart doesn't have to tweet out that the Cardinals are not trying to win with Kyler Murray. Like, if this doesn't fix it, if, if for some reason part of this persists past the Hollywood Brown trade, he wasn't going to be a Cardinal for long anyway. Yep, yep. I, I think that's a I think that's a pretty fair thing to say. So we hit the football portion of it, we hit the Kyler portion of it, but Tyler, we still have more of this trade to break down because not only did the Arizona Cardinals get Marquise Hollywood Brown, a one thousand yard receiver, for the number twenty three overall pick, they got a third round pick. They got a third yeah. round pick, man. That's like I can't believe they got actual I can't believe they got added draft capital on top of getting a player like Marquise Brown. That's not a bum pick. That's not like a seventh round pick. Like that's a good one. That's a good pick. Yeah, yeah, that's a great pick. I mean, yeah, it's a day two pick. I mean, there's those are coveted picks, and now you just we just have to see do they use that to get a player or do they trade it and add some more picks later in the round? I mean, what would you prefer that they do? Because obviously the, the talk going into the first round was, okay, here are the concerns they need to address, and, and wide receiver was definitely one of the ones that was at the top of a lot of people's, if not the top of everybody's list. But now, like, things are great on the offense, but there are still things that need to be changed and holes that need to be filled on this football team. Is there any position that now it's like, man, if you don't use one of these later picks or you don't package these picks to trade for a veteran to fill blank hole – then maybe it's not the biggest win ever on draft day? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest one now is I think we all need to look at edge rusher getting that next pass rusher to be opposite um, Marcus Golden. Uh, I just think that's the next next hurdle that needs to be jumped. And, uh, yeah, and then from there I would say even maybe – I'd say even maybe go target a running back if you're going to keep that other pick or or maybe go after a cornerback. I think edge or edge or, or a top cornerback, there's a couple guys that drop. So uh, it's really going to come down to just uh, best available at those positions and then really how they ranked on Kimes' draft board. But I could definitely see edge running back, cornerback. It would be pretty stupid for us to sit here and list off, oh, here's who we think the Cardinals will pick. I mean, we still have a lot of picks before they make another selection and just the way that the NFL draft is it's it's very unpredictable like the first round last night like I said my brain was broken man like just so many things happened not even just Cardinals related just like period thing a lot of things happened great analysis a lot of things happened yesterday but <laughs> like is there any name that you're like ooh? 
If somehow, some way, either he falls or is traded for, but if the Cardinals snag blank with their next pick, I'd be over the moon. Are there any names that are still available that maybe ring that bell for you? Uh, for me, you know, there's uh, Andrew Booth Jr. He's still available, which, you know, there might be a, a little bit of injury concerns, and that might be why he dropped. But still, I mean, that's, that's a name that would really help that secondary. But then there's another guy I think, you know, Kenneth Walker the third, Michigan State running back, had 1,600 yards, 18 touchdowns, and I think just would be another solid back. But at the same time, uh, you know, he's not necessarily a huge receiving back, and that's what they need. So, ah, uh, man. But I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, that name's sticking out to me. Can I throw another a name guy. out there for you? Yeah, throw one out. Man, th- this guy was one of uh, Ron Wolfley's freaks of the week, which he I think gives I know who you're talking about. leading up to. Definitely. Leading up to the NFL draft, Ron Wolfley just picks people who he thinks are freaks on the on the field. And man, Brees Hall's a freak, man. And yes. uh, I don't think that you should ever spend a first round pick on a running back. But if you're going to spend a second or third round pick on one, it's hard not to look at Brees Hall for a lot of reasons. Number one, add him to the cool name club for the Cardinals: Hollywood Brown, Brees Hall, Kyler Murray. Those are some cool names. Number two, the second most important point, is he can do everything on the field. He can break tackles, he can catch, he can score touchdowns, he can put it on the ground, he can change direction, he can do a lot of things, and if you have him play off of James Conner, I mean, there are sets where you could have both of them out there, you could have one of them out there, you can even have maybe one of them line up as a wide receiver. I mean, if you draft somebody like a Brees Hall with one of your picks, I mean, jeez, dude. Every single snap, the defense that's playing the Cardinals, you're not going to know what's coming. You're just straight up not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. If he's there, I don't think there's a question. I just don't know if he's going to hang around until 55. Yeah, I mean, that, that, is, that is a big concern because he's kind of like that number one running back that's going to go off the board. I mean, some mocks had him going in the first round, which I would never take a running back in the first round, and I I think a lot of people are kind of on that train, but to just be a running back mocked into the first round and to have talk about it, that means you're pretty dang good at what you do. Are there any other positions? I mean, edge rusher, man. That's 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 the thing that really has been sticking in everybody's mind. That's like, oh man, they they need to they need to get an edge. Are there any edges left in this draft? Or oh yeah, like, I mean Arnold Arnold Ibukedi. I don't know if I'm saying the name right. You are. Yeah. It's 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 Arnold Ibukedi. Ibukedi, perfect. You would know. You're, you're the uh, you're the profile guy. I did literally voice his draft profile, so it, yeah, it man, is yeah, it I is mean, Arnold Ibukedi. I can't believe I can't believe he got out of the like. I, I thought he was going to be going the first, to be honest. So I think uh, I think he's going to be. A solid player, and if he's there, I think they don't even question anything else. Just go get him. I think that's a, that would be a huge get for him. So we could sit here and uh, predict which players will fall to the Cardinals, but by the time you're listening to this, you might already know what happened in the second round. Like the, it's coming up today. Like that's why you're on the phone, right, Tyler? Like you're gonna be there. Like this is happening like soon. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, we've got Marquise Brown's gonna talk to us, and then we're going, we're rolling right into the draft. And yeah, I'll be down there for all the picks for the post uh, 
post-press conference and everything in between, and and then we do it all over again on Saturday, and that'll be uh, more of a morning uh, situation. But, yeah, yeah, I'll be at the facility on uh, at Boots on the Ground, as you said earlier, and, yeah, just uh, be sure to follow along. Uh, T. Drake for Sports on Twitter and AZ Cardinals co- Cards Corner, obviously, on Twitter, and, uh, yeah, definitely. Do you, do you think we're going to maybe have a problem having two Hollywoods being around the same Cardinals team with you and Marquise Brown? Just because you're so oh, Hollywood, you're so Hollywood man. Boots on the ground. I'll be at the draft today and tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk to him later. <laughs> All right, T. Drake, four sports. All right, Hollywood. But anyway, that that is going to do it for... The second positive episode of a ro- in a row for Cardinals Corner, which is a, absolutely a new record for us. The entire paradigm has shifted for the Arizona Cardinals. Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown is part of the Red Sea or hashtag Bird City now. Hashtag Bird City football. I can't believe we didn't bring that up. But like Tyler said, and all jokes aside with the Hollywood stuff, go and follow him. He really does provide you great coverage for the Cardinals. Like, I'm not just saying that because we host a Cardinals podcast together. Like, it's just true. So follow him at tdrake for sports You can follow the Cardinals Corner Twitter account at AZ Cards Corner. Of course, subscribe, rate five stars. You can follow me on Twitter at EricRuby987. You leave us a review. Let us know what you want. We might be having maybe an opportunity for a mailbag coming up soon, so start thinking of some questions for that. But nonetheless, keep it tuned on Arizona Sports on over on ArizonaSports.com for the rest of your Cardinals draft coverage, rest of the Cardinals offseason coverage, and of course, we will be back on Arizona Cardinals Corner very, very soon with even more more Bird City football breakdowns to bring to you. So for Tyler Drake, I am Eric Ruby. We will see you guys next time.